Shut up and sit down. Welcome back. We are at episode five. We had to go back and forth for a minute. What episode this was <laughs> of Microbrewed Sports? I'm Alex here with my boy Pete. What's up, guys? Uh, beer was on me, unfortunately, this week. No victory beer for Alex this week. No, I had to stop that because uh, Eagles lost. But I got a nice pl- surprise here for everybody. But uh, gambling wise, uh, I took the L between me and Pete, so I had to buy us the beers. I did all right though. I mean, I went three and two. Yeah, take that every week. I mean, you're not gonna go broke. Take no, a you're gonna win. You're gonna win. Yeah, it's, all you have to be is 55 percent to take to win money against the yeah. minus one ten. But you went four and one last week. I did go four and one. Which I'm is, off the Schneid. Yeah. Got a dub. So four five and one on the season for the year right. on my spreads. I'm six three and one. Right. I'm four five and one. Right. So, so we're sitting two games back. Yeah, Pete's coming. Plenty of season he, to play. He's coming with some speed, but I'm uh, I'm feeling all right too about that six three and one. I'm pretty excited actually. Um, it's a shame you actually haven't bet. I know, right? <laughs> I was just telling Pete I might end up actually placing money this week so that I uh, so that I can take advantage of these profits. Right. So this is the week you definitely don't listen to Alex. Yeah. So what are you drinking, Pete? I have a beer called Pounder. Not a pounder. No. This is a 12-ounce beer. Ironically enough. <laughs> yeah. It's not a pounder, but it is called Pounder. Yeah. And that's by Heavy Seas, and they're out of Baltimore, Maryland. It is a 5% Pilsner. So with a Pilsner, it's basically going to taste, be a fancier version of a Coors Light or a Miller Light, because those are also Pilsner beers. So, so far, this is definitely, you can tell it's got a little bit more flavor to it, a little heavier than your typical, like, light beer. So, definitely, this is definitely something you could have multiple. Kind of a few of them. Yeah. This is, you could tailgate with this beer. Oh, yeah. I think I might have the best tailgating beer of all time, though. So, I got one from Weyerbacher, which some of you might be familiar with. Dallas Sucks. No, I'm not just stating a fact. That is actually the name of the beer, which is fantastic. Underneath it says, this beer is, this beer is for the fans. Jeez. So, I went to the beer distributor because I got a tip that it was there. And they were selling it by six packs, but they were sitting in cases. I was like, yeah, I hate Dallas enough. I'm getting a whole case. So... You can bet I'll be drinking this during Dallas week. I'm gonna. I feel like even if the beer something. actually sucked, you'd still drink it. No, yeah, this is totally getting a five on the. Yeah, and it has nothing to do with the flavor. <laughs> that could be fart and can, and <laughs> you're giving it a five. It's just so true, though. Oh god. But uh, yeah, so it's a pale ale, four point five percent. I mean, so far pretty easy drinking. So, and I think <laughs> I think they said that was the point. I like did a little read up on it. Uh, which I don't have right in front of me, believe it or not. But it was one thing or another where it was like, they want you to be able to pound this. That was the point. Like, you should be able to pound these Dallas gotcha. sucks for tailgating. So, and God knows I love to tailgate. Good time. Oh, yeah. Um, so, anyways, let's hit some uh, basketball real quick before we touch football. Uh, there's a little, little news here in the trust the process world. Uh, ben Simmons is said to be good to go playing five-on-five basketball and will play opening night with no minutes restrictions, which I'm very happy about. Um, I know, I'm, I mean, I'm expecting the whole crew, but the downside here of that, all the news coming out today is that uh, Embiid is not clear to play 5-on-5 yet, and they're taking it like hyper slow or whatever they said, 
<laughs> hyper conservative. And Brian Colangelo said everything without saying anything. Yeah, and uh, I'm I'm I might cry honestly if he doesn't play week one. But here's the here's the quote that couldn't be more confusing from Colangelo. It says, "It's not about getting ready for the first practice or the first game. He will be out there. He meaning Embiid." on the first practice and the first game. Okay, good news. But then it goes on to say, next sentence, the question is how much, how little, comma, if at all. It would have made, everything would have been fine if he wouldn't have said if at all. Because, okay, he'll be out there, yeah. but, like, restricted minutes. Yeah. So, like, if at all, it's like, well, then, dude. Okay, he gave us an answer, but if at all, it's like, dude, you just said he's going to be out there. <laughs> the fuck's wrong with you? Maybe he'll up. be out there, but he won't be playing. <laughs> yeah. I guess. I don't know. So, I don't know what the fuck he's talking so, about. Um, I... I honestly don't care if he's on a minutes restriction again and if he's not playing back-to-backs. I just want to see him out there. Yeah. And I, I'm down to do what's smart, but I don't understand. Like, he, he got surgery March 24th, they said. Yeah. And it's been basically six months. It'll be basically seven months, I believe, by the time the dude, season comes. It's the process. Yeah. You have – it's the process. Well, I trust it, dude, but whew. I so, trust it a little less now that Colangelo's doing it instead of Hanky, but – I didn't bring this up with you earlier, but – and B is up for an extension. Yes, he he's at the end. Of, he's coming to the end. But of there's his, like a deadline for it. There is. Know. Yeah. So it's been a topic on a basketball podcast I listen to. How much are you willing to give Embiid an extension? Right, and uh, I believe it was Howard Eskin did a report like last week that said like Embiid might hold out if he doesn't get an extension. Which right. like I guess that heats like or that talks heating up a little bit with this whole news like whether or not he'd be out there. I think that's a whole lot of hot air. Um, I don't think it's going to be a problem at all. I bet you we lock him up before but the But how much are you willing to spend? Whatever right, On a four-year deal, you'd give him the max. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. You, you can't, That's pretty confident. You cannot let a transcendent talent like Embiid. Well, I mean, yeah, honestly, you want to keep him. At, but at, at the same time, cost. at the same time, if I were you guys, I would go in with a four, here's four years, here's 60 million. It's 15 million guaranteed. I, see if he see if he bites, because how like a good point someone else made on the podcast I was listening to. How do you think the Warriors were able to get this way? Steph Curry, same thing happened. Four for forty four. That's what he was on until this year. That's the kind right. of deal. So like, if you're really <clears throat> trying to build something, well, no, here, obviously, obviously, in I would sport. I would go aggressive and offer something like that because even for him, let, let, let's say he gets hurt again, dude. Like, that's sixty million guaranteed in your pocket. It's mine. Right. Well, you, you might be willing to bite at that. In any sport where there's a salary cap, obviously, it comes into play. Being savvy with your numbers and everything, and I'm not gonna like necessarily just jump at it. And be like, hey, here's your, the full, uh, the full max. But I don't know. I don't. I'm but not, you'd be I'm, willing to go up to that. Is yeah, that what and I'm not gonna lowball the guy. I'm not trying to piss him off. I think he. Uh, I mean, oh. we're gonna go where Embiid takes us. Okay. I don't think. Any reasonable person thinks that Simmons or Fultz is the ceiling that Embiid is. Mm-hmm. And I think that... Because Simmons... I mean, uh, Embiid can do like whatever you want him to do on court. It's amazing. Can we all just keep in mind, these three players combined have played 31 games. Oh, my God. That's all I got to say. I don't want to hear it. Anyway, I want to touch on the Rookie of the Year stuff real quick. As it currently stands, Lonzo Ball is the favorite at plus 200. Simmons, Simmons is second at plus 300. But I don't think either of those are good bets. Okay. Your boy, Dennis Smith Jr. Who I actually was huge on coming out, and I was the only one in our friend group. Yeah, I mean, I'm not a guy who gets excited about a point guard, a guy who's not a great shooter. But after... That guy's got ups. He is just 
ama- an amazing it's like athlete. Forty-eight inch vertical. It's ridiculous. Like that. I mean, but anyway, he is plus five hundred. And if I had to bet on anybody, I would bet on Dennis Smith Jr. And here's why: I think he's going to put up the most amount of points. Okay. Because it's going to be his show in Dallas in terms of he should be getting a ton of minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, also, when you think about it, Simmons, he's dealing with Fultz as well and and Embiid. Not that Embiid's a rookie, but there like it's. A, I don't think he's going to put up the same type of numbers. Well, he's dealing with Embiid as far as Embiid taking shots. Right, and I just think I think Smith is going to put up a good amount of points. I don't know. I don't know what he is as a ball handler and or a passer yet, but I, I think he has a chance to score. Yeah, Close I don't, to 20 I don't know how game. many points Simmons scores per game. I don't think it's going to be that high. Yeah, I would um, ballpark somewhere around 12. Something like that. Probably like 12 and 8 with like another 7 rebounds. Something like that. I mean, 8 assists out of a forward is pretty impressive. Okay. That would be really impressive. Okay. Just saying. He can do it, dude. Have you seen some of his passes? I mean, okay, but let, let's take a... Let's, hold on a second. All right, he's a rookie. Hit the gas. Yeah, just calm down. All right. I think Fultz is going to be the guy who can, like, he's going to get all the shots he wants. Uh, to be determined, we need to stop talking about basketball. Okay. And let's get back to really what's important here. Yeah, well, this is, this is football season. It's football season. So what It's about week three. Eagles lost last week. It was great. No. <laughs> they were exposed. <laughs> no. I, on the whole, was not upset with the game, especially when you take into context that we've opened the season at the Redskins, at the Chiefs. And uh, come out one and one. I will say, the Chiefs might be really good. So yeah, if we might look back at that loss and say it's a pretty good loss. Yeah, like to lose. I mean, they scored a touchdown really late, and it made it closer than it was. Right, but, but it was a close game until like the fourth right. quarter. There, it was for, a close game. And we were winning in the fourth quarter, I believe, early in the fourth quarter. Yeah, and I mean, really, you have to think. Well, Sproles gave him free like three points there before the half. Yeah. On that muffed punt. Well, not really muffed punt. He just fumbled it yeah. coming on the punt return. Yeah. Um, and then we, we keep getting uh, weird breaks with these balls getting tipped. At the yeah, that scrimmage. was also really weird. That was weird. I want to say there was another one that was tipped that didn't get picked, if I remember well, correctly. But, but the, the, that throw was just weird. Everything about the play was weird. No, it's yeah. A, it's a setup running back uh, like screen, and Sproles... Is way further ahead of where the looks like the ball is going to go. It's almost like Wentz wanted to throw it into the ground. Mm-hmm. Instead, dinks it off some defender's like head. Yeah, and it goes up and it's like uh, it's picked, right? Yeah, it got picked. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I just I don't think that Doug Peterson's play designs uh, complement Wentz's abilities because Wentz, I think we can agree, his biggest flaw is like his accuracy. And I want to say, like, on the shorter throws, too. And Yeah, he does. He, he leaves them a little high. Yeah. He's got a tendency to leave and, a high throw. And, like, I hate these stupid play designs where, like, there are all these design screens and everything. And it's like he thinks he's being tricky, but it's not like... Like, Andy Reid, when he does these, where uh, he'll do a misdirection, like send a hill in motion, and then fake it to uh, Hunt. Hunt, and then pitch it to the tight end coming across. It's like... There's so much shit going on. You don't know what's happening. Here's this. It's like, what a beautiful design. It's like... The, hey, it, didn't he used to coach you guys? Yeah, it's like Doug Peterson oh. fell asleep that day in class when Andy was trying to teach him that. And then all he does is he sends, like, Aguilar in motion and then screens it to him. It's like, cool, I didn't see that coming. And I just... Well, I don't like it. I think 
I think it would really benefit if you guys committed to a little bit more to the run. Yes. And it's really weird to me that Blunt had no carries. And here's not... I I will gladly say in the pre... When we did our preview, I said Blunt was trash. Because of how they were using him. They were using him out of the shotgun. Right. And I'm like, that guy can't do that. He's so laterally... stopped using him at all. Laterally not quick. But yet, week one against the Redskins, they ran him a... I don't know. I don't know how many carries he had, but they ran him enough times out of like, like a 12, single back maybe. where he's getting ahead of steam, and he looked fine. It's yeah. like, hey, guess what? He's, that guy can run downhill. Yeah. What do you know? He was still under four. And just yards to not carry, have but... any carries though. That's yeah. really weird. Well, here's the thing: the uh, the running game wasn't doing that bad. Like Doug well, Peterson it, said, he he wasn't happy with it, so that's part of the reason why he gave up on right, it. Right. You got four yard over four yards of carry from your running backs. Yeah, we had 13 carries the whole game compared to I believe it was 49 pass plays. And uh, some numbers I wrote down here. So, on first downs, because I, I guess Doug said he was sick of like getting in second and longs, so he stopped running. But on first downs, we had eight carries, and we got 40 yards. So, we're averaging five, five yards. yards a pop on first yeah. downs in particular. And then uh, the only guy with more than three carries was Sproles, and he averaged 4.8 right. yards per carry. So. And I understand you're not going to pound Sproles. Like, that dude's leaving the field in a body bag if you give him 20 carries. But, like, I just, I don't know. I, I feel like you got to give a little more attention to the to the Well, game. and I feel like when I watch the Eagles, you're kind of predictable in the fact that, like, you want to run on first down. Like, everybody, like, knows you want to try to get your running game going. And it seems but like that, we're running in second and longs, too, which I hate. Well, that's never, sometimes that's not the worst thing. Just to get it to a reasonable third down. I just but, I would rather have two attempts, like if it's second and eight or something. I'd rather have two attempts at passing for eight yards than I would running it, probably getting three yards, and now it's third and five. Okay. Well, my point is, I think you're trying to get the running game going a lot, right? It's like ah, we got to get we people know you have to do this. Like, I don't know. They don't. I don't know you if don't. He's really trying to get the running game. Well, going. it just seems like you run on first down quite a bit. So maybe it's one of those things where the passing game opens up the running game. And you hit people earlier in the downs with the passes. Wait, here's another one here that I. Uh, so we had one, two, three, eleven drives. Okay. Yeah. And the last drive was just a hail mary, like one play. But so like ten real drives is what we had. We ran the ball on eight of those drives. This was the first eight. The first three drives, or sorry, the first two drives, we went seven passes, three runs, and four passes, three runs. After that. We only had one drive where we ran the ball more than once. Just abandoning the running Just game. Just abandoning it. Because then we went, like, third drive was six passes, one run. One pass, one run. Five pass, one run. Five and two. Right. Nine and one. So, I mean, it just, I don't know. He just doesn't really have an interest in it. And it is what it is. I mean, he comes from the school Andy Reid. I don't know why people are acting surprised about it. Andy didn't run either. The difference was we had Brian Westbrook. Yeah. And he fit perfect, like a freaking glove for Andy's offense. Uh, we just don't really have that guy right now. So I don't know if uh, that's ever going to really get addressed or what, but it's sort of a, a little hole we got here going because there's a, there's a lot of uh, weight on Wentz's shoulders. And I, I uh, wrote down some things here. Wentz needs 28 passes next week against the Giants, which, to be honest, like when's he going to get that, halftime? <laughs> no. And uh, <laughs> 28 pass attempts is going to set the NFL record for most pass attempts in, through the first 19 games of your career. He's going to pass a lot. Right. I mean, th- that. yeah, to be fair, I mean, it's more of a passing league now. Right. But it's still, still noteworthy. Yeah. And uh, I saw uh, another interesting thing here with Wentz this year. 
as far as, I guess, like, maturity and growing as a quarterback. Uh, last year, like, one of the knocks on him was how he was throwing a lot of short passes as far as uh, people that wanted to, like, take away from the good rookie year or whatever. Yeah. Showing a lot of, yada, yada. Well, uh, I saw that he has 34 completions of 10-plus yards this season, which, which actually leads the NFL. And Tom Brady's second with 29. Yeah. And then uh, Ertz also leads the NFL with uh, 10, 10 or more catches, 10 right. yards or more right. catches this season. So I like that it almost seems all the, like all these short screens that are being called are almost like rain went in, so he's not airing it out too much. But uh, I like that we're pressing the ball down the field. And honestly, even though people are yelling at the TV to run more, it's like our running game is so ineffective that I'm almost mad every time we turn around and hand it off because you know nothing good is going to happen. Well, no, you can't you can't give up on it. I think I think you have to use Blunt. I think he has to be the problem more involved with Blunt, in the game. which is one of the things I heard about why uh, Belichick didn't re-sign him, was because he wanted to be less predictable. It's like when Blunt's on the field, you're probably running the ball because he's not useful in the past. Yeah, I th- he might have. I think he had in his career he has under like 30 career catches. Yeah, and I think he's got two or whatever this funny, season with the Eagles. But. Funny fact though, he in a game where he didn't have a carry, he had a catch. Yeah. Unbelievable. Has to be the first time in his career. Right. I saw that there was one other time, I think, in his career that he got zero carries, and it was with the Bucks, and he's cut the next week. Ah. But, uh, yeah, and then the other thing, the other note uh, from last week was Isaac Sayamalu, the second-year guard, who was very impressive filling in as a rookie last year. Just shit a brick. Yeah, in general, your guys' offensive line hasn't looked as strong. Yeah, and he's been the scapegoat for it, so uh, I think there's a lot of chatter that Chance Warmack might start this week. The former first-round pick out of Bama. Yeah. I think physical talent, he probably could run circles around Sam Alu. But Sam Alu, I don't know. He was good last year, so I don't know what the hell is his deal with all this. But um, I don't know. Five and two, or six and two with Lane Johnson. What is it? What's the record? <laughs> Come on, man. I'm keeping tabs. All right. Well, we're going to we're gonna turn this bad boy back around to the Giants this week. Oh, okay. But, uh, yeah, I think that... That kind of covers what I want to talk about with the Eagles as far as last week. Uh, anything else that you wanted to add on to it? A couple um, of players that got away from Wentz that yeah, could have been picked. Yeah, I mean, like the I think one. it. Yeah, it kind of. Sh- it's kind of the same. It's you can see Wentz has ser- like really good upside. Oh yeah, and he's going to be somebody who's going to be there for a while, yeah. and you guys should like him. But it there's still things being worked on. I mean, he went 25 of 48, or 25 of 46. Not the best passing day. But no. one thing that I will say that is important... And he was sacked six times, right? Right. But that's also going to happen when you drop back that many times. Right. So, but another point I want to make that is actually positive for you guys was the involvement of Alshon. Yes. Got a lot of targets. Yes. Sir. Him and Wentz got some chemistry going, and got early, a touchdown. Too. They made it a point, just like I said. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's a squeaky wheel game. I yeah. mean... He gets shut down by Norman. Like it's like okay, let's get this guy involved right away. Yeah. But I think that's good. I mean, him, uh, Alshon and Ertz are going to be two good targets on the field. Mm-hmm. And even Aguilar. I mean, I guess he only had that one catch, but like I don't know, he seems to be playing better. Yeah. I mean, as long as the ball's not hitting his hands and then promptly hitting the turf, he's playing right. better. So, I think uh, Ertz has really established himself as like the safety blanket, and I just love it. I think we have an interesting game coming up for you guys this week. I think it's more interesting than you think, but okay. we'll get back to that. Yeah, what do you think about the Jets last week? So the Jets went into Oakland and really just got it handed to them. Oh, yeah. 45-20. to 20. I but, believe we both won that spread, right? Whoa, we both won the spread. It was what? Minus 13. Minus 13. 13 and a half or something. Like that. I mean. Easy win. 
Well, I will say the Jets were down 14 to 10, and the Raiders made the Raiders punt. It was going to be the last possession of the half, but uh, we muff the punt. Mm-hmm. We give the Raiders the ball in the five yard oh, line. All of a sudden, it's 21-10, yep. and just the wind is out of the sails. Yep. Not that not that we were doing great, but we were moving the ball. Yep. Like we had picked up yards, we'd scored 10 points. Like uh, you know, we're going to keep this respectable. We yeah. were never going to win the game. And Marshawn Lynch get in on the sidelines. Yeah, Marshawn Lynch got on the sidelines, which I personally think is funny just because... Yeah, whatever. Whatever, yeah. The Jets really don't have any business playing their, playing tough against the Raiders. But yeah. um, a couple things I picked up on. Um, the Jets' defensive line has not played well. They have Wilkerson and Williams and... Uh, Stefan to it? The guy we got from the... Um, not Stefanto. A guy, a dude we got from the Steelers, though. They have not played well. I mean, Oakland has a really good offensive line, so they kind of got bullied a little bit. But even against uh, the Bills, like not not the best. Yeah. Which is weird because you would think that would be a strength for us. We have blue chippers on the defensive line. Yeah, and it's the same story with like how you said the Eagles' offensive line. Yeah. Like Lane's back. You got. I mean, we have a, we have a very good offensive Kelsey. line. Yeah. 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 Kelsey's the center still. Um, there's really no reason why we have a good we're guard too, Brooks. Yeah, Aaron Brooks. Yeah, he's awesome. Yeah, very good guard. He's one of those guys you went entire like all last season. You're like, don't remember hearing like holding penalties or yeah, this guy sucks. From, you yeah, just never want to hear guards name. Yeah. ever. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't know what the deal is. We suck a little bit right now on the line, but I feel like that's one of the things that's gonna get figured out. Anyway, um, so it'll probably be things, the same way with you guys with the defensive line. Like maybe, that'll that'll turn around. Yeah, I, I would assume so. And and to put it in perspective, the Raiders have a fantastic offensive line. Yeah, they are a top five offensive line in the league. Um, two thing, two guys are two rookie safeties, Jamal Adams and Marcus May. I kind of liked what I saw from them. And I mean, Jamal Adams ripped down uh, Marshawn Lynch. Mm-hmm. Took, so when you when you take down beast mode, like. Marshawn looks like he was going for a touchdown. Yeah. It's like a, a couple-yard carry, but he rips him down the backfield and does like not give like it. He looks like he's running a lot harder than I would have imagined. Being as yeah. old as he is and away from football for a year, I thought but he was sometimes that helps. Man. Sometimes yeah. that helps. Yeah. Guys who've had a lot of a carries like that. A little bit fresher. But the thing is, I think the Raiders are doing a good job in terms of limiting his usage. He needs to be healthy for the playoffs mm-hmm. when, you ha- when you need a running game and yeah. you need to pound it in the cold weather. So hopefully they keep him healthy for that. But uh, a couple other things I noticed. So far this season, we haven't gotten Powell involved that much, mm-hmm. which is a little bit surprising. So that leads a lot of fantasy owners, right? But here, I wouldn't get, I wouldn't cut him whatsoever because what I'm thinking is happening, happening is we're auditioning Matt Forte for a trade. Okay. It just seems like he got like six targets on the day. He led the team in carries. Not, I mean, I think it was only nine carries, but that led the team. Mm-hmm. I feel like. There are good if, teams that need running backs too. Yes, and I think he is a perfect, smart, still like capable veteran running back who can dual threat out of the backfield. Yeah, and I think there's going to be a team Packers. by week six. Yeah, like maybe the Packers don't want to have Ty Montgomery, you know, uh, touching the ball twenty times a game because he's a small dude. Yeah, well, let's bring in a guy kind of like him. You know, yeah. I think any time a running back comes up, we're going to say the Packers because like they just like I just don't see They're time Montgomery a wide receiver at running back. I just I mean I th- he's looked good, but I just don't think he can hold up. Yeah, their entire Giants. Year. There's so many teams that are good that need a running back. Well, the Giants just need an offensive line. Who even knows if their running backs are any good? Their offensive line is so bad. Yeah. Anyway, also um, I think I'm calling it that week four is when we see Hack. Okay. We're gonna have calling a shot. Yeah, we're gonna play the Jaguars at home. After they're coming back from London, I mean, 
especially if we like lose our first home game by more than two scores, like what's the point of playing McCown? Right. Like, well, this whole, I mean, no, was, you're right that the clock's ticking because I don't think anyone in the in New York thinks that Hack is the guy. No, but we need to go out and prove that. Yes, you need to prove that to yourselves before you yes. go draft a quarterback first and then like let well, go of Hack and he goes and wins the Super Bowl somewhere else. Well, I yeah, I don't think it's that drastic, but it needs to happen sooner than later. Right. Well, it's I don't, the same reason the Browns are playing Kaiser right out the gate. Right. And I, but my point is, I don't want them to wait. So the bi- our bye week's like week 10 or 11. Mm-hmm. Don't wait that long because so all of a sudden you might play some teams who are out of it. Well, he's been around. He's not a rookie. Like I know. Yeah. I mean, it's his sec- second year. Right. But I mean, like it's, right. he's been around the block. Right. I-, I think, I just think, especially if you see a double, the, like a two touchdown loss to the Dolphins at home, I mean, I just think it's time. Yeah. Get him out there for week four against the Jags. He might not finish the season mm-hmm. in terms of is if he's their starter, he could be that bad. Oh, yeah. But Jesus, let's see it. Yeah, I think yeah, I think he will be. That I think bad. so. I'm I'm pegging week four because it's gonna have to be a home game. We're that, not gonna we're not gonna start him on the that uh, preseason game at Eagles Jets where uh, there's like the Penn State alum oh. game where Matt McGloin played Hackenberg. Yeah, unwatchable, unwatchable. I don't care how big a Penn State fan you are. Oh, it's terrible. Couldn't be done. Uh, but let's. Uh, you got anything else on the Jets? <sighs> no, just a big sigh. Yeah, I mean, talk to me in like three years, maybe. <laughs> All right, so what do we think about uh, Eagles-Giants this week? Eagles-Giants. So, Eagles are 1-1, one one, Giants are 0-2. Yep. Giants are playing for their season. Giants have been hell. They have been hell. Ugh. They have been very hell. Yes. It's not that their defense All has been hell. All kinds of hell. Their defense is fine. It's been whatever. Their Dude, defense hasn't been that now wait a second. Either. Game one, they give up 19 points to Dallas. Who was good and like they they that was a good they held Dallas to many like a couple what four field goals, okay then they go and play the Lions or they bring the Lions to home, they give up twenty four points but one of those is a punt return touchdown so right well I mean it's all right listen they I'm have not, a, I'm not scared. they have blue chippers on defense man that's one thing you can't overlook about this and especially they played last game without a starting cor- their best corner Janoris Jenkins mm-hmm. and their one of their good linebackers Tavares Good Janoris Jenkins is really good he's very good but meh. I mean, listen, the problem with the Giants is the offensive line. No, and maybe Eli might be headed to the glue factory. <laughs> he is atrocious. Well, I honestly don't think, too, like, it's it's kind of what you said. Like, while it's true that you can't even uh, figure out whether or not the running backs are good because the line's that bad, like, I really think that their lack of running back talent does zero help to the whole yeah, situation, too. Everything makes it. It's all. It's, in, like, literally the only thing they have on offense. Like, you're. You're, it's just a big scrap pile plus Odell Beckham and like an old ass Brandon Marshall and a quarterback running for his life. But he can't even run. He fell. He, yeah, he fell by himself. No, he's falling for his life. He just he can't even run. Yeah. That's how unathletic Eli Manning is. Yeah, at least not being sacked by his sleeves like Bradford. I mean, dude, Eli Manning fell. He just fell. <laughs> he fell over. He fell yeah, over in right. that last game. I think I think he was about as sick of it as uh, Zeke was when he didn't go after that. Right. Uh, so Interceptor. my my thing about this game is everyone everybody and their brother mm-hmm. is gonna look at this line Eagles minus six and go oh yeah fuck yeah like the Eagles are gonna kill them slow down a second so are you ballsy enough to take the Giants I don't know yet now, hold on <laughs> just slow down a second because you have to remember if Janoris Jenkins plays and if Gooden plays. They have a guy who has the ability to cover Ertz in Landon Collins, the tight end. 
Gerard Shank is a fantastic cover corner. You guys don't run the ball that well anyway. I just think it's going to be a lower scoring game if their guys on defense are healthy. That could track, but uh, as far as it being a lower scoring game, but I don't see how. See, the Lions, if we're just going obviously like two different seasons, but if you're talking like last year, they struggled as a pass rush. They the did. Lions? Yeah. I mean, they have Ziggy Ansah, who's really good. But they didn't have a great pass rush as a team. Okay. And uh, they were getting in there left and right last week, and I believe the Cowboys were doing the same thing the week before. Right. I mean, all last oh, year everyone was doing it. It's looked really bad. Right. And then you go to the Eagles, and honestly, like, unbiasedly, our strength... On, oh, yeah, your on, guys' strength is, is your the, defensive yeah. line. It lines up. I understand that everybody is just... It's just going makes, crazy that this game is six, so only six sense. points. Right, everything makes too much sense, which is why and it I scares think, me. I think honestly, the more you get into the season, the more it's going to help a team like the Eagles, where you got a young coach, you got a young quarterback, you got really a pretty young team. And I think like like we're going to figure it out. We're going to figure out how we want to work the run pass ratio. We're going to get more chemistry between Wentz and the new guys. I think the more the things get churned, and the offensive line is going to figure it out a little bit more. I think that the arrow is pointing up for the offense. Okay. And like I said before the season, I mean, you can say what you want about uh, what you think about the additions and everything, but I think we're going to live and die by Wentz and how much uh, he improves and, and how much he can put the team on his back. And I think that he's showing that he can be that kind of quarterback. So, uh, I mean, I just I don't see anything I like about the Giants. I think, like, it, you know what? You, what's a formula for sucking is having easily your best player be a receiver. Doesn't help. No. Especially when he's hurt. Yeah. Like, you're just, you see it, like, good hell, they can't get anything going. Right. And then last week, like, I'm sure he was a little dinged up playing, but, like... He, no, he was. He only played on 60% of snaps. Right. But, I mean, nonetheless, it's not like... What do you do, four catches, 36 yards, whatever? And yeah. it's just like... I mean, I think you're taking that a little too lightly, but... <sighs> whatever. I don't know. I just not... So, all right, let's get to the point here. You're taking the Eagles minus six. Oh, my God. I'm going to jump all over it. Now, this isn't... This isn't last week's Patriots minus six and a half. Right, you're not betting the ranch. Right, but I told you guys, I was never more. I'd have two houses right now. If you I could. had a house to bet on the Patriots last week, I'd now have two houses. But instead, you bet like a dollar eight because that's what you do. <laughs> Alex has some weird ass bookie site in which he can bet like fifty cents. So this is what he does: he bets fifty cents to win a dollar eight. <laughs> then you don't hate yourself when you lose. But, uh, but you don't ever enjoy it when you win. Like, <laughs> ah, sick, yeah, I won. I got a dollar freaking eight. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so anyways, I'm I'm all over the uh, Eagles minus six. At home for the home open of the season. The place is going to be raucous. This is true. Oh, it's going to be great. People are going to be drinking their Dallas sucks in the, in the parking lot probably at 6 a.m. when it opens. So Everyone's gonna be ready I'm not straying. I'm going against the Eagles, baby. All right. Giants, listen. This is either going to look really smart, or it's going to be like, I, t- I fucking told you! You're an idiot! Oh! Yeah, or I'm going to look like a genius I can't here. believe you're opening that door for me to oh, talk so much. I'm aware. Me. Listen, I'm aware of it, but here's my thing. Well, number one, I need health from Jenkins, Gooden, and Odell. Okay. And I'm just backing the fact that the Giants are 0-2. If you don't win this game... You're not making the playoffs. Right. The like the percentage of teams that go zero and three and then make the playoffs is like under five percent. And one other thing too, I want to throw into the uh, just mentioning for like last week and a little factor in for this week is uh, some of the younger guys starting to contribute already. We had uh, Mac Collins, yeah, come in. 
he's uh, obviously playing special teams, but he made a few catches, and I'm looking forward to him contributing more. And then uh, Russell Douglas was forced into action. wasn't even active week one. He was our third-round pick. Wow. He's supposed to be a, a, like a lankier, more physical corner. And uh, I remember the announcers, like, they had him on Tyreek Hill first plays in. They're like, oh, they're, they're going to test the corner here. Watch. And the stupid fucking Chiefs didn't bomb it to him. They did, like, a <laughs> well, little Andy Reid screen to dude, him. they're the Chiefs. Yeah, or it might have been, like, a three-yard hook or whatever it was. But uh, Douglas was playing off him a little bit because of his speed, and he read it like a book and just came up and slammed him and, like, didn't let him get an inch after he caught it. And then he got up and was doing the um, make it rain, which I think wow. is going to be his thing. Jeez. So, this guy's feeling pretty good, huh? I was like, I was like, you know what, Russell? I'm I'm all about that life, man. Let's do all it. Right. So, uh, yeah, I'm taking Eagles minus six. You're going to take Giants and on the points. Like I, I think I tweeted this out before, but I do. Th- this is one of those games I'm very interested to see what the professional gamblers do. So if we see, the, so the line opened up well. It kind of opened up at three and a half. I don't even think that was. A no, real yeah, open. it was like over, overnight. It jumped from like three and a half yeah, to six. Right, I think it was after the Monday night game actually yeah. ended. The line like jumped up to six. Oh, I could have got into this three and a half. That that's well, mortgage right there. Uh I mean that's <laughs> no, because like it's this almost like you got to win by more than a field goal. Like it's just yeah. But anyway, um, I'm interested to see what happens to this line because I think if this gets if you see the line move down. That means a lot of professional gamblers are going to be on this game picking the Giants, and I'm inter- I'm just interested to see if if it's going to be one of those right. pros versus Joe's. I just games. try not to make a living betting on uh, bad teams to play good. Okay, and I just think the Giants are a very bad team. Fair enough. So, hashtag analysis. Yep. <laughs> so, uh, what do you think about the Dolphins Jets here? So the Jets are playing their first home game as well. I'm telling you, we're going to have a hell of a crowd. <laughs> Actually, the Jets fans show up. Yeah, I mean, it's they, probably, they it's do show probably up, going to be more than a L.A. game. Oh, for sure. They show up. They want, Dude, everybody wants to go there. They want to watch Fireman Ed yeah. yell J-E-T-S. Like, it's a good time. Don't get me wrong. Oh, for the first half, maybe. It's a good time. Go to a Jets game. Anyway. Uh, so, yeah, they're, they're uh, six-point home dogs against the Dolphins, who just played their first game. And, of course, of course... Sneak one out against my Chargers, yep. who I'm just in love with, yep. and I can't believe have lost two games when they should have won both Looking games. Like a big dummy taking them to. It, oh, just no, 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 no. Hold, hold, hold it, on. hold on. <laughs> they get to play the Chiefs this week at home. Just hold on. It, we're not, we're not done yet. Interesting. We're not. Okay. Th- it's two games. Yeah, don't we'll don't give up on them. We'll get there because if you're taking them, I'm interested on, in the analysis there. But don't go give on. up on them. Um. So yeah, I can't pick the Jets yet. Yeah. Even though. I feel like this is a game. I feel where like you they think, have to win the spread before I take them. Yeah, I'm not. Tr- I don't trust them as far as I can no. throw them, and I can't throw them anywhere. So this is right up there with the why am I betting on bad teams to play? Yeah, well. and it's just one of those things. I do think if you're gonna if the Jets plan on winning a game, this is one of those games you can win. Dolphins get a get a that's gonna look like a good win against the Chargers. They're coming back east. They're coming up to New York. Mm-hmm. They, don't think, they don't think they have to play anybody in the Jets. It's like, all right, we're looking on to the next game because there's just the Jets. Yeah. So I think like if you think they're going to win a game, this could be one of them. This could be one of those, but I'm still – I don't trust them. Nah. I mean, it's and under it's under a touchdown. I'm taking it. Yeah, the Dolphins, Dolphins looked all right last week. And if they're going to continue to run the ball effectively and our defensive line isn't going to play up to snuff, like, is going to rip us apart. Right. And Cutler doesn't have to do that many great things for them to win. So. And you got to think about, like, 
just put last week into context. Now, obviously, the Dolphins are a worse team than the Raiders, but like last week, we just dove headfirst into giving up 13 points. Yeah, I mean, it's, and I mean, it's different. This is six points. It's like, six points, and it's home. It's not across the West Coast. It is, but it's just. I mean, I yeah. just have no Listen. problem envisioning the Jets losing by a touchdown. I know, which is why we're both in agreement. Right. Dolphins minus six. Okay. So, do you want to get into uh, your other picks? Yeah, you know what? Yeah, I'll lead off since I won. Okay. Last week. So, my first pick is going to be the Ravens minus three and a half, technically at the Jaguars. The game is going to be played in London. Yeah. Thought about that one. Didn't do it. Yeah, it's... Overall, this week, there's so many road favorites that I... It's a scary week to gamble, honestly. Because everybody after two weeks thinks they know everything about every team. It's like, yep, these guys are good, these guys suck. <laughs> but yet, like... So you got a lot of road favorites. It's like, ah... I, I don't know. I think if you're doing some gambling this week and look to tease the the home dogs up an, an additional six points, I think that's a pretty good play for a lot for a good like uh, just uh, flat line like across the board. Like if you were thinking about betting, just tease up the home dogs. I, I like that strategy, but um, I like the Ravens minus three and a half because their defense is stellar. Mm-hmm. Um, Defense has been real good. They've been. I mean, they haven't played. They've only played the Bengals and True. the Browns. And I could stop the Bengals right now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> wow. Um, now, but they're playing against the Jags, who don't have Allen Robinson as a receiver. Fournette has looked pretty good, but their offensive line isn't that great. No. So the I feel like they're gonna. Sucks. I feel like they bottle up Fournette and they make Bortles beat them. And dear God, if I think Blake Bortles can beat anyone. <laughs> I don't care. I'm taking the Ravens minus three and a half. Okay. Uh, Jags defense might be all right, but I just think Bortles is going to hand me this one. If I had to pick a, a fourth non-Eagles-Jets game, that might have been my pick. Yeah. But, uh, so Ravens minus three and a half. I'm a little three. scared of the extra half point. A little scared. Would like to buy it down to three. The Jags are just a weird team, too, where some weeks they just play well. and I, I know, but I just I can't envision Bortles beating the Ravens defense. Right. I can't do it. So yeah. three and a half. I'm with it. And... That defense is a big reason why I picked my first one here. I got uh, Broncos coming into Bills. Bills territory. Minus three for the, the Broncos. The road favorite Broncos yeah. at the Bills. They've looked really good so far. Mm-hmm. And uh, I believe LaShawn McCoy had like nine yards rushing or something stupid last week against the Panthers. They had no problem bottling him up. Right. And not that it's a shady problem, but shady is too much the only player they have on offense, especially if they got rid of Sammy Watkins. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's the obvious strategy. And I think the Broncos just take the same game plan they had last week. They bottled up Zeke to the tune of eight yards last week. Sure. And I think they're going to do the same kind of thing. I'm actually going to go and actually bench LaShawn McCoy in my uh, dynasty league this week because gotcha. I think he's going to do nothing. But uh, Which saddens me. Former Eagle, great. But... I think the Dolphin or the Broncos bring that exact game plan in, and again, how much do I expect the Bills to score once the running game is shut down? Probably about what they scored last week, which was what nine points. So, I think, uh, and I think uh, Semyon's playing pretty well. Right. So that game scares the hell out of me, and here's why: Semyon has gotten two wins at home. They've been hoping for both games, correct? Yeah. I'm not sure. Chargers was at home. Denver, or, uh, Dallas was at home. They're traveling east. They're feeling great. Yeah, they're playing the Bills who haven't looked good. But they also, 
I mean, they're yeah, but I, it's tough to say because who knows if Carolina's offense is any good. I don't know. It's just one of those things where again, it feels like we oh we know we just know <laughs> the Broncos are good now. Like they're great. They're good. Oh, yeah. They're fantastic. Bills catching points at home. They've been playing hard for McDermott. That guy seems like he's actually a quality coach. I don't. Again, you're right. They don't have much talent on the offensive side. No, they don't. But one thing I think could be an issue is if they get shady more involved in the pass game. I don't know that their linebackers are the fleetest of foot in terms of. Uh, yeah, I think if Shady does covering, anything, it's gonna be right. I think the they have to get him involved in the pass game. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't. I don't hate that pick. I just don't. It'll be a good test. If Simeon plays well again, like, hey, they're actually, I feel like they're actually a quality team. Yeah. If he no, plays I, well again on the road. I think they, I mean, it's it's early, and like you said, things will change, but I think they're in the conversation for and they also And they also AFC. may have lost, lost their left tackle for a little bit. Garrett yeah. Bowles, the rookie first rounder out of Utah, went down. So I think he's out of, uh, I think he's out a couple weeks. Not a, not the season at Did all. Did he go to Utah? Is that their school? Garrett Bowles. Ah. I feel like he's a Utah guy. We're gonna have to fact check that then. Yeah, like um, big but white guy likes cookouts. Yeah, yeah. That, Utah then. Utah <laughs> or Wisconsin. We yeah. pick one. Um, all right, give me your second game. <laughs> Going back to him, baby. The Chargers plus three. Oh my Let's god. Let's go. They're getting three points at home against the Chiefs. All right. Everybody's blowing off the Chiefs right now. It's great. Everything's good. Ah, oh, but they got to travel west to my Chargers. They're gonna get a. The Chargers are getting a division win this week. They're winning the game. They're winning the game that outright, sir. Ballsy. Yeah. Um, it's hard to lose the games the way they lose games. Yeah. Like back it, to back, missed on. How the do you continue to lose games? I feel like the Chargers are the definition of a team that plays the level of their competition. They play up against good teams all the time. Yeah. And here come the Chiefs, and I just think they're gonna get a dub. They're zero two. There's something to be said about going like 0-3. The team that's 0-2 feels the pressure to get the win. Like, they need to get the win. They're going to... The kitchen sink is coming out this game. Talk about not having a home field advantage. They, their stadium fills 25,000 right. people or something. I know. It's a shame. Which is like a third of a normal NFL stadium. And they don't even, like, sell it out. Yeah. It, our friend Zach made a great point the other day. L.A. is getting rid of the one team they love and bringing in two teams they don't care about. Like, yeah. ah, it's just sad. Yeah. As it's far as the one team they love being the Oakland Raiders. Raiders, right. Yeah. And that's not really L.A., but whatever. Yeah. But they California. were at one point. Yes. And so people that are people L.A. football have, fans yes. stuck with them. Yeah. Right. No, I think those, I mean, this is beside the point, but I think both those L.A. teams are going to have to ditch town sometime again soon. They're not going to sell tickets. Uh, it'll be a while, dude. They got a hell of a deal. Yeah. Cronky's going to host Super Bowls. It'll be fine. But uh, anyway, so my second one then, and I'm not in love with this one, just because Cam Newton hasn't been playing too well. I'm going Panthers minus five and a half Ooh. at home against the Saints. Ooh. Here's why. Uh-huh. The Saints defense is just absolute hell. Mm-hmm. They're on the road. Mm-hmm. Breeze and the offense doesn't perform the same way they do on the road that they do home. And that's a very, like, overtime long uh, st- sure, stat big sample size. Yeah. So you take the worst defense probably in the NFL. Okay. At least bottom five. That's definitely not an exaggeration. And <laughs> you bring... <laughs> they finished like bottom yeah. three the last three years. That's almost impossible to no, do. Like one help. year you can't get lucky Absolutely and get a bunch not. of turnovers. Jesus. If there's a game where Chris McCaffrey wakes up and says hi to the NFL, it's going to be this week. I think. Okay. Uh, yeah, if, you're, if you want to get your offense right, play the Saints. Yeah. Anyway, continue. Um, and I think, 
I forget what the exact number is, but they're giving up like an 88% completion percentage on throws like 20 yards downfield or further. It's like insane. The only thing that's stopping me here is like, I don't know who is going to get these 20 yards down Kelvin further. Benjamin, I Maybe. guess. But And the big thing you got to worry about, Greg Olson's out. Yeah. Broke his foot, man. Yeah. No, He's out. I'm not happy about that as far as this bet goes. And again, I'm not I'm not big Cam guy this year, but uh, I did take the Panthers once already this year. Uh, I bet for him week one and one. I bet against him week two, and I believe I won. And uh, for him again, the Panthers have been involved every week for me. Uh, but I just I hate the Saints. I hate them at home. I especially hate them on the road. Okay. And I'm going against the Saints. Give me Panthers, and I'll spot you five and a half points. It's funny. I'm going the exact opposite way. Are you? I'm taking Saints plus five and a half. <laughs> That's my last pick. Listen, I'm not really in love with any of these picks. Okay. Except, uh, you know, I really like the Chargers and the Ravens, I guess. I love those. I just, I'm in on those guys. But, I, again, I, my theme is 0-2 teams have to play better, right? Okay. You don't they, think there's going to be many 0-3 teams? Well, it's not that, I mean, it can happen, but it's just, like, the to me, the Panthers are a 2-0 team that haven't looked good at all. Yeah. And maybe you would think shouldn't be 2-0. And I feel like the Saints have a lethal enough offense. I know, understandably, they don't play as well on the road, but I feel like I just—I don't know. I feel I'm not betting against Drew Brees here. Okay. And the Panthers—Panthers Panthers offense lost Greg Olson. Their receivers haven't looked great. I mean, I guess Kelvin Benjamin got going a little bit last week. Um, I mean, McCaffrey really hasn't done anything yet. That's really funny though, because. Like, we have to pick by our own rules yes. the Eagles and the Jets game. Yes. So we're just going to disagree on those sometimes. But other than that, we're just picking the three games we like the most. Yeah. And for us to disagree and pick the same can, game can, is really funny. Can I just go out and say, these? I don't know if these are the three games I like the most. Because I can't... I'm looking at all these games. I'm not sure about any of them. Okay. I'm just going with the teams. I mean, you have it right there. I have three teams who are 0-2. Yeah, and I'm just, I'm just t- I'm picking up all the points. Give me the points. Okay. I'm thinking they're going to at least keep them close. Different than last week. Last week you were laying points. Last week I was laying points. And this week won I'm, last week. I did. So my last pick then, and again this one it took a little thinking. I don't know how much I love it, but I'm gonna take Patriots at home minus thirteen and a half. Right. Against the Texans. And this is a game I also really considered. Yeah. Because you kind of saw the Patriots get right, but again, again they're playing the Saints. Yeah, and the Saints are hell. Saints are hell, but like, how, is Deshaun Watson going to score twenty points? Because like I, in my head, yeah. If the Texans score, even if they score seventeen points, like I need thirty-one from Brady. And the Pats average like th- over thirty points a game for the most part. Yeah. So like, it's a math equation. That's that right point. around what you're thinking. Like, like, can we hold them to seventeen points? If you hold them under twenty points, you're probably going to cover. Yeah. Unless. The Pats are banged up, which they are at receiver. They're really banged they up. They are. I so, think Amendola plays this week, though. Really? I think. And I, I also... Mean, how long is he going to be out there? Yeah, right. Good God. But I also heard that uh, Gronk, groin injury, not that serious. So right. they're expecting him to play. Right. It's all out. So, uh, that'd be all right. I think they'll limp out there. I will say, the, the biggest reason this kind of drove me away, that I didn't pick this one, is just because the Texans have a full 10 days to implement Deshaun Watson as their starter. He started the game on a short week last week. Obviously didn't look great, made the one big running play, which I I think they're going to utilize that more. I I don't think he's a freak athlete, though. I think he's just kind of mobile. And so I don't think... I I just don't see it working. 
Okay. I mean, listen. Not against the Patriots. Listen. Maybe against a team that's much But what, what do we see out of the Patriots so far? They, they're not a very athletic defense how either. About, how about that uh, play, though, from the Patriots last week where uh, Brady, I forget what he did, short pass or scramble. I think he scrambled because I think I remember him getting up. And it was like fourth and two. They didn't have any timeouts. They had like 13 seconds. Offense sprints off the field. Field goal unit sprints on the field. They get the ball kicked with one second left. It was just run to perfection. It just shows how well they're coached. Yes. It's no secret that they're the best coach team in football. Oh. But I hate to say it, but yeah. I mean, it's just you're lying if you say otherwise. It's just a fact. You're flat out lying. So, I don't know. I'm going to take Tom Brady and the best coach team in football, and I'm going to spot you 13 and a half points against... Hey, at not least, even a terrible team like a, a so-so team, but at least you get it under two touchdowns. If that were fourteen yes. and a half, that would be just scaring the hell out of me. Yeah, I couldn't do fourteen and a half. Thirteen and a half is the absolute max there. And again, we kind of made it a math equation. Hold them under twenty, you're probably covering. Uh huh. So but we'll see. Yeah, I feel good. I got the two game lead on Pete, like we said. So let's keep it. Going. And I've really taken some ballsy picks this week. I feel. Yeah. Not not like I don't think they're overly ballsy, but I'm picking guys, picking teams who haven't looked good yet. Right. So. Could get interesting. Right. So, um, what did you think about your beer? Um, I thought it was solid. Okay. Drink not, it again? Yeah, I would drink it again. It's not one that I'm like getting excited about if somebody has for okay. me. It's a quality beer. Okay. It'll do. I'm going to give it a 325. Okay. Just a, just a, just a beer. Just okay. a nice beer. Not bad. I'm going to... Not showing off, not falling behind. I really... And Pete's going to think I'm blowing smoke just because of the name of the beer. I really like this because it's like... It's a pale ale, but it's actually, like, easy to drink. You don't get, like, the real bite okay. that these give you sometimes. And like I said, I, I think I read that they tried to make them so you can slug them. Oh. Um, they knew their audience. Yes. <laughs> they want these at tailgates where Eagles fans are getting lit. Yes. Okay. So it's sort of like a light beer meets IPAs. Okay. But uh, it's a good beer. You can, you can slug them and... Uh, you get enough of them in you, you can really start uh, talking about how Dallas sucks. So, there's nothing wrong with that. And just on name alone, and the fact that I like the beer, I mean, I'm going full full stars here. Gotcha. But, uh, yeah, so, I think that pretty much wraps it for this week. Yeah. Hopefully we're talking about an Eagles win next week. Give, and, us, uh, a, give us a follow micro, on Twitter. At Microbrewsports. At Microbrewsports. Give us a follow on um, Untapped. Mm-hmm. I'm at Petsky41, and that's also my personal Twitter handle. And then, of course, Alex makes it difficult every week. Mm-hmm. He has to look it up every single week. Well, this is no lie. It's a lot like... Uh, He's looking it up currently. Well, <laughs> I am. Because I know one's AWolf31, the other one's AlexWolf31. So Twitter <laughs> is AWolf31, and so that makes untapped uh, AlexWolf31, which it's really it's really just like the mute button here on this microphone. We'll just never really figure it out. No, every time... This is episode five, and uh, it took us until the fifth episode to figure out whether flashing or steady light means that it's muted. Right. I think we might get it next week, but... I'm pretty sure we decided flashing light was mean. It means it's muted. It so. is. Let's see if we remember that for next week. All right. And, uh, well, that'll then, do it. Let's go, birds. Hey. E-R-D-R-E-R-E-R-E-R-E-R-E-R-E-R-E-R-E-R-E-R-E-R-E-R-E-R-E-R-E-R-E-R-E-R-E-R-E-R-E-R-E-R-E-R-E